0: Good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host and yes, I still have a bad haircut I won't call that girl out though (laughs) But anyway, so look I am really fired up about the guest I have on today this guy is well, you'll see. I mean, this guy has built a multi-million-dollar business, and and he is just a complete rock star. I want to welcome my buddy John Melton to the show. John, welcome.
1: I'm excited to be here, Ken. Thanks, man.
0: Dude, I'm I'm glad you're here. So, um, you know, I I told you I I created this show to help people get unstuck, to help them have a breakthrough in life, and. Um, You know, that's what this is about. It's about helping people. So, you know, and I really think that by hearing other people's stories of struggles and triumphs, and um, I think that's empowering, man. I I really do. Yeah. So let's start with where you were born and raised, man.
1: Yeah, so I grew up in Annapolis, Maryland, and still live in Maryland now, different part of Maryland, over in uh, Howard County. It's uh, about 45 minutes North of DC, about 30 minutes west of Baltimore. For those of you that have been to Maryland, uh, but yeah, I've uh, been in Maryland most of my life, and uh, actually uh, started my entrepreneurial journey in Maryland, and then for a little while lived in Denver, and then eventually came back to Maryland. So been here, been here most of my life.
0: And and that is that near is is that near DC or I, I don't? Yeah,
1: about 40, 45 minutes or oh. Annapolis or where I live now. Where you live now? Where I live now, I'm about forty-five minutes north of DC. <clears throat>
0: nice, <clears throat> nice. Yeah, yeah. My brother lived out there when he was in the Navy. Some he was stationed south somewhere. I, I don't, I don't know. I visited, but I don't. Yeah, know well, the Naval
1: Academy's right there in Annapolis, where I grew up. So okay. we used to always hang out downtown Annapolis and see the midshipmen down there.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a cool area. So, yeah. um, so you went to school, high school, all that over there. Did you go to college?
1: I went to community college, 13th and 14th grade. We called it Harvard on the hill.
0: <laughs> yeah, what'd you major in?
1: So it was called Anne Arundel Community College. So it was, we, we would title it, any asshole can come.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. So what, what was your, what, what'd you study at community college?
1: I don't, I didn't study anything. I, I hated it. <laughs> I hated school. All I wanted to do was make money. But right. everybody else, all my friends were going to school, right? So right. I had buddies that were going to Towson and University of Maryland, and you know some of them were going out of state. And I mean, you kind of felt like a loser, right? You're like, what's wrong with me? Why Why don't I know what I want to be when I grow up? And and looking back, like nobody knows what they want to be when they grow up at 18, 19 years old. But at that time, you only know what you know. And everybody's talking about go to school to get a degree to get a job. And I'm like, I don't want a job. I don't I don't want a degree. I hate school. I'm like, how can I just make money? So I was like waiting tables, living at home with my mom and, and dad. And, and, uh, you know, basically for, for me, I was just into drinking and girls and hanging out with my buddies and, you know, playing sports here and there. I mean, it's just it, I was never really into the whole like you know get a degree so you can have a career right and you can become someone of of you know have a nine to five right you can have a have a career in in, in whatever i just i never got excited about it i was just like man i want to make money i wish i knew how to make money and do something different and it wasn't until one of my it was actually uh an enemy in high school his girlfriend worked with me at a restaurant and Back when I used to smoke cigarettes, we were out back smoking a cigarette together, and I was like, uh, it was like you know three or four people out there smoking, and uh, I was like, oh, I hate school. I wish I could just find a way to make money. She's like, you should talk to my boyfriend. I'm like, no, your boyfriend hates me. He doesn't <laughs> like me, and she's like, no, he's 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 matured. He wouldn't care. You know, you should you should talk to him. And lo and behold, he was uh, he was in a network marketing business, right? So that's that's how I got into network marketing.
0: And so, how, okay, how old were you? 20, 20 years old. And yeah. Cause
1: I signed up September, 2001, the month wow. before I turned 21.
0: Dude, that's crazy. So you were 20 years old. You got into network marketing and, um, and became an, a millionaire instantly.
1: Yeah. 16 years later.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. Isn't it? So, so, So tell me a little bit about, you know, so you, here you are, (laughs) you're smoking cigarettes, your enemy, your enemy recruits you into a a network marketing business. So
1: Yeah. So, so, so we used to have a saying in network marketing, when we did meetings all the time. Now we never do, we build online, but back in the offline days we used to say, pick them up so they show up. So he came to my house to pick me up. Right. I still remember him picking me up in his, his pickup truck. And I remember being like, dude, I hope he's not gonna like take me somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) he's beat me up or something's gonna happen, right? Right. Dumb body. Um, But I'm like, ah, you know, I'm open to a business opportunity. So (laughs) so
0: he
1: takes me me to a meeting and uh, you know, we meet a whole bunch of people. Everybody's like real positive and sharp dress. And I'm like, how, what's happening here? Like these people are asking me questions that nobody asks me like, Hey, you know, how do you and Mike know each other? What do you do? And I'm like, oh, you know, I played baseball in school, and you know, and they're like, ask me about baseball, and they're asking me about my life, and I'm like, nobody asks this. I'm like, this is kind of weird, but I wasn't skeptical. It wasn't like yeah. I wasn't like, this is weird, guard up. Right. I was like, this is weird, but I like it. Right. And then I sat in the presentation. And I was just a total red apple because there was, you know, when you're when you're so when you're in a place where you feel like there's something wrong with you and you're you're so different than everybody else. Yeah. And then you meet a bunch of people that kind of think like you and they're saying all the things that you've been thinking. You're like, what the hell? It's like, I found my people, right? They're talking about entrepreneurship. They're talking about leverage, residual income. They're talking about, you know, business and, and, and making money and beach money and all these things that like, honestly, Nobody I knew was ever talking about anything like that. So, dude, I was hook, line, and sinker. Man, I'm like, take my money. I don't have any money, but <laughs> hey,
0: you know,
1: yeah. what, what, how much is it? Fifty bucks? Sure, fifty bucks. There you go. I don't, I don't know if my card will go through, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to make money, and they were selling lotions, potions, pills, water filters, skincare, hair care, and cleaning products. I, f- and, I,
0: I think I know the company then. <laughs> no, dude, you, you
1: probably you probably. It's called Trek Alliance.
0: Oh no, I've never. Yeah, heard there of- was, There was
1: tons of companies back then like that. Now, I didn't know that at the time, but years later, you know, being in the profession, like there were so many companies back then doing that, but you know, we didn't have the internet like we do today, right? So, so even though there was companies out there like that, you didn't have like Google searching, you didn't have, it just, it wasn't as well known. The only company that was really well known that everybody had heard of back then was Amway. So when I went home and I told my friends and family about it and I'm like, I'm getting rich, I found this thing. You know, it's it's like a pyramid, but you know, and and uh <laughs> is
0: that what you said?
1: I, I didn't even say that actually because they told me it was a pyramid. And I'm like, a pyramid sounds awesome, right? <laughs> um and, and people were like, Oh, it's like Amway, you know, scamway and all this stuff. And I'm like, What the hell's Amway? Like, all I know is these people are cool, they're making money, and y'all are doing something I don't wanna do. I don't want to go to school, I don't want like I don't wanna do any of that. And then and then we had this big event and it was out of out of town. And, and Ken, at that time, I left the state like once or twice for baseball <laughs> for baseball tournaments oh my so God. to go somewhere on my own dime when i don't really have much money yeah. right living at home with my parents so obviously anything i made at least it was like my money right waiting tables if i wait tables on a friday night and make 100 bucks that's my 100 it's not like i had rent or a lot of like overhead but still right to go out of town to pay for a hotel to go to this event that's like 200 dollars, 100 dollars. that was like a big deal and i remember there was there was an event I wanna say it was in like uh Indiana or Chicago. I don't remember where the first one was. Yeah. But we had to, like, you know, a good distance away. It was like five hours, something like that. And it was way out of my comfort zone. But that one weekend changed my life. Like just hearing about thinking grow rich
0: yeah.
1: and you know, learning how the three percent think and that, what they do and how they make money and how they use OPM, other people's money, OPE, other people's efforts, OPI, other people's ideas, broke people use OPO, other people's opinions. And I'm like, that's it. That's it. Like <laughs> all my friends are broke. It now makes sense. This is why they all listen to each other. All their broke ideas. Uh, and then, you know, and then of course you're drinking the Kool-Aid. So you come home and you tell everybody I'm getting rich. Yeah. Like, you all are losers. <laughs> I'm a genius you should do what I do because what you do sucks. And that's ineffective.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, how'd that work out, man?
1: Yeah, horribly. <laughs>
0: yeah, so, so wow. So you went from, I mean, just a, a, a community, a community college dropout. <laughs> no. um,
1: well, actually I dropped out of community college to do network marketing full time. Yeah, full-time. yeah. That's, so after doing network marketing, I wanna say I did it for six months. Because again, I joined in uh, September. So October, November, December, January, February. I wanna say I I quit maybe before that last semester. All I know is I decided that I wanna do network marketing full-time. But here's what full-time meant. It meant I'm waiting tables on the weekends to make money And I'm building my business during the week. I mean, I wasn't really making any money. You know what I'm saying? Like my first two years in network marketing, and this is a good business lesson. My first two years, I spent more than I made. Like I made some money here and there. There were some months that I would make like a few thousand. I think my best month ever, I made like two or 3,000. But that was from recruiting other people and then buying products. And back then, man, network marketing was so different than it is today. It was very much about recruiting people and getting them to invest a lot of money to buy inventory. That's where most of our money was coming from. So honestly, when I look back, it was a pyramid scheme. There wasn't enough customer acquisition, Uh, but I did learn a lot. And that's what set me on the path of this entrepreneurial journey. And then just fast forward. After two years of doing that, the company got shut down by the FTC. I went to another company and honestly, that was when we moved to Denver, you know, Nadia and I. I and a bunch of my team, we moved to Denver. I mean, think about this: we're in our early twenties, moving across the country to go build a different network marketing business. Right. The woman that we we went to go work with shuts down the office, which is what we were supposed to be working out of. Oh god! So we're like just basically, honestly, dude, we were just partying, waiting tables. I was sleeping in every day till like noon. And then what was crazy is my dad died of a heart attack while I was in Denver. So I only lived away from my home, uh-huh. away from Maryland, like six months while I'm gone. He dies of a heart attack. And then literally within, what was it, Nadi, like a month or two? Within a month or two, Nadi is pregnant with our first child. I'm 23. So I'm like freaking out. And uh, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna have a, a baby, right? So it's like, I need to go get a real job. And I remember I hit up my buddy Tom Free because Tom came to a meeting one time, Ken, with his girlfriend who I prospected because she had her resume online. That's how we did it back in the day. We called yeah. people to have the resume online looking for a job. She came to the interview, brought her boyfriend, he was driving an Escalade, and he's also my age at that time, right, 22, and driving an Escalade, and then come to find out he dropped out of college to do mortgages. So I'm like, you know, I need to make money, and we're trying to get jobs with all these different mortgage companies in Denver, and none of them will hire me because I don't have a college degree. They're hiring Nadia, but they're not hiring me. And I, I was like, you know, my buddy Tom, said that I would be good at mortgages. And Ken, I don't know what a mortgage is. I have no <laughs> idea, but I'm like, he said I could make money selling it. So I'm going to go sell this mortgage thing Yeah. and, and move back to Maryland. So Noddy and I moved back to Maryland. I move in with my mom and my pregnant girlfriend, right? Wow. We're living in my, in my, I mean, basically my bedroom. Right. And then, uh, I get a job in mortgages. And so I still remember the interview, so this guy, Dave Silverman, the owner of the mortgage company, you know, he's this multi-millionaire dude interviewing some young twenty-some odd, you know, yeah. hyper hyper kid. You're hyper. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, just a little bit. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, so I want to make money. I don't know what a mortgage is. This is what I say in the interview. I don't know what a mortgage is, but I will outwork everybody in your company.
0: Wow, dude. And
1: he's like. Okay. Uh, if you make a hundred calls a day, you'll make six figures. I'm like, sign me up. I will make a hundred calls a day. I just won't sleep. Like, I don't care. Like I've seen enough boiler room. I was in network marketing. Like I understand excuses or results. I know how to talk to humans. I will talk to anybody. I'll call anybody. I'm freaking like relentless because the two years of network marketing, man, I had so much personal development and so much belief that I can sell. Then I get into mortgages. And it was like, it was like taking candy from a baby because I'm saving people money. Yep. They want what I have. I just have to be a little bit of a people person. So I made 10 grand my first month. Uh, the first year I made 125,000. I was the rookie of the year. Wow. And the second year I was the number one loan officer in the company. I made a quarter of a million dollars. And it's it's funny because you would think like, oh, so you're gonna make all this money doing mortgages. Here's what I realized. I don't have residual income. I'm only as good as my last month. I have no leverage. If I don't close a loan, I don't get paid. Right. So, even though I'm making all this money, I actually got back into network marketing with my same friend that got me into the first company. That was in 2006. And then 2008 I fired my boss. I quit doing mortgages and I've been full-time in network marketing ever since.
0: So, so okay. <clears throat> I've got a lot of questions. Number 1, like and and for for those that are watching, the hey Brett Grossman just jumped on. Uh, that that's a good dude right there. What up, Brett? So so for those that don't know, um you are your your significant other, your better half, your best half. I don't know what you refer to, but Nadia Melton is um your wife and how how did you meet Nadia? Because it sounds like you guys met when you were
1: Yeah, we were in that young. first company. We had the we had the same upline. So oh. she was in Indiana and I was in Baltimore and okay when that company well actually even before the company shut down their office in Indiana shut down and they they all came to Maryland not all of them but most of that 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 crew came to Maryland to work out of that office and then when the company shut down uh a lot of our upline honestly and they didn't really tell us they weren't very straightforward because I think they were really riding that emotional roller coaster right like oh my gosh what are we going to do now but they didn't want to be negative to their downline yeah but none of them came with us. It was mostly like Nadia and I, and then the rest of our, our, you know, team members that all kind of moved it to Denver, Colorado. Wow. And, you know, that was just such a crazy deal because, you know, we're in our early twenties. We're all like living together in this, like, you know, pretty, you know, I mean, it was a pretty awesome, like apartment complex. Like we were having fun, like living out, but it was like, what are we doing? Like, (laughs) what are we doing? Right. We're basically just, having fun waiting tables we're kind of doing network marketing but not really you know what the problem was we went all in with that first company yeah when that shut down it kind of like it it, it made you jaded right now you're like well i don't want to go all in on this next thing yeah and have it not work out so we never really took that next company seriously and even though you know a lot of the big leaders from our previous company went there we just weren't feeling it man it was just tough so when we came back to maryland we kind of stopped doing network marketing honestly for a good two years. And Nadia and I actually both got into the mortgage industry, but she went and worked with a different company. And I don't remember exactly why we did that. I think it was kinda of like we wanted to go work with separate companies and see which one was better. Right. And then she did really well with, with her company. I did well with mine. Um, but yeah, so we we essentially were both doing mortgages and, and really quit network marketing for a good two years.
0: So and and along that in in that time you also um... You also had a baby. It sounds like yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> My son Dylan will actually be 15 this month. Wow! So that was almost 15 years ago. So we've been married almost 15 years.
0: <laughs> wow, that's that's crazy, dude. So you said something though that that I think you know, and this is one of the things I love about network marketing, and you'll hear Grant Cardone talk about this too. Um, it's not necessarily about all of the money you can make which you can obviously um but like it's it's the the self-development the personal growth like you're you're around people that are just freaking i I mean intensely motivated and motivating like you (laughs) for example you and nadia you guys are like you're you're so intense and motivating, and you have all this energy and knowledge, and 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 so you could take that if you spent what a year in, ne- in a in a network marketing company and you actually participated, like you could take that anywhere and and make more money like you did in the mortgage business, right?
1: Right. I mean, the thing is, in network marketing, in order to have success, you know, you you have to become a leader. You have to yeah. work on your skills. Your mindset you have to be very positive you have to be very patient while being persistent I mean there's a lot of rejection there's so it's it's crucial to work on your your self development on your on your what's going on between these ears because this is actually your adversary in network marketing or in any business really because it's hard to see long term when short term you're dealing with so much rejection you don't have a lot of confidence you don't know what to say. You don't know what to do every day. I mean, there's 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 a lot of like, you know, just just rollercoaster emotional rollercoaster riding that happens because you know, in the beginning, man, it all sounds really good, right? Yeah. And then you start talking to friends and family, and they're like super negative. And then even <laughs> even after a few years of doing it, you know, you have to you know keep rebuilding your team because people keep quitting. The ones you finally get signed up don't work or they don't stay plugged in and it's it's frustrating because you want it so badly yeah. and you see other people having success and it's it's hard not to get comparitis yeah. right <laughs> compare yourself to other people it's hard not to get frustrated and and it's okay to get frustrated or it's okay to 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 you know slow down sometimes and and take a step back and go, okay you know I'm frustrated but let me figure out how I could improve let me see if maybe I could uh, work on my closing skills or my follow-up skills, or maybe I can become a better presenter. And you know, as you kind of fine tune and make tweaks along the way, like you'll improve your your uh, communication skills, you'll improve your leadership skills. Uh, you know, and it's 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 funny looking back. I mean, I, dude, I honestly there was times where I was like, I don't think it's ever going to work, right? You know, because you just you just felt like you you almost had to get lucky, right? Yeah. Be at the right place at the right time. And I'm not gonna sit here and deny that that's not a factor. I mean, it does help that like, when we saw uh, the changes in the profession where more people were using social media, we were one of yeah. the first ones yep. to really capitalize on social media. Like, you know, Danelle Devato, yeah. right? I remember when Nadia got her to do her very first video. Yeah. You probably know Bob Hyland, right? Mm-hmm. We got him to start doing videos in the very beginning, right? And you said yep. Brett was on here. I know Brett started doing videos after, you know, following us and, and you know, being friends with us and just like, Hey man, you got to put yourself on camera. And you know, we were one of the first ones to really talk about doing videos. And and, you know, there was others like, you know, Ray's obviously been doing videos forever, but he was doing most of YouTube and blogging. Like we were two of the first ones to do videos on Facebook and upload them. Right. right? And then once Facebook live came out, man, we were doing Facebook live. In fact, we were doing Periscope even before that. Right. Yeah. I remember Grant Cardone was one of the first ones to do, uh, was too. it Meerkat? Meerkat. Paris yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so we saw the changes in the profession and things were evolving. And I'm just so glad we did the offline stuff for so many years because we were able to take a lot of those skills and apply to the online space. And it wasn't until 2000, probably about 2016, that we really felt like we had a solid duplication system. Like we yeah. used social media for years before that. But once we came up with a really good system, I mean, we saw insane growth in yeah. 2016, but mostly 2017. Like 2017 was our first year cracking six figures a month.
0: Wow. that That's you mean an in income. Yeah, that's that's incredible, dude. So like, let me ask you a question, because I've I've, you know, obviously I've been I'm 51 years old. I, I got a few years on you. I, I, I'm you know, I've. I, I, the very first network marketing deal I did, I was 17. I, I went to work for an Amway distributor that had set up shop selling the water purification systems and the softeners. Right. So I remember I, I, I sold a couple and I was like, yes, but I, and I never, because I think you had to be 18. So I was I never became a distributor and other things became more important to me. So, um, but but I got involved in, in several companies, and one of the most frustrating things to me, and it's probably why most people give up, if I were to guess, is I'm really good at recruiting people. I can get people in and like, oh yeah, man, here's my money, sign me up, this sounds great, blah, blah, blah. And then they don't do anything ever. And it's like- Well that's,
1: so, so here's the problem though. If you're trying to get them to recruit people, that's yeah. where that. So, for 15 years, that's how we built. Yeah. It was recruiting, recruiters to recruit, recruiters. And if someone says no, get them as a customer. So, we, we flipped the script a couple years ago. And when we started teaching people how to get customers and yeah. making that, and, and quite frankly, this was not me saying, hey, we need to change things. It was the company I'm in, yeah. it was the team I was building. And most of my team, I told you before we went live, uh, most of my team is women. So, In the Mm -hmm. past, I've always had mostly male dominant businesses, right? Like I was in a company that was a service-based MLM Mm -hmm. and it was mostly men. I mean, there was definitely women too, but it was, there was a lot more men in that type of company. It's like dudes are too cool to sell products or something, such knuckleheads. I I would say (laughs) I'm not a a dude, I'm not a dude hater. (laughs) Obviously I am a dude, but I get way more excited to recruit women than men because honestly they're better at social media. It's not, it's not always just hundred percent women are better than a hundred percent. men, Right. Like, but right. in general, right. In general terms, right. women are a little better at social media. Uh, there's more women in network marketing in general and they're better at selling products. They're yep. better at selling period, in my opinion, than, than, than guys are. And when you look at my business now, Ken, like I said, we did $3.9 million for the month and 80% of that revenue came from customer volume. We have a 10 to one customer to rep ratio, meaning for every one distributor, 10 customers. Wow! And what that means is you can build a smaller team, make way more money, yeah. you can build a smaller team and make way more money. And everybody on your team is making money because they're all making money getting customers. And guess what's easier to duplicate? Customer acquisition. Yep. It's easier to teach someone how to sell than it is to teach them how to build a team and be a leader. So if you just look at it like a, a car dealership, There's more people out there buying cars than selling cars. There's more people out there selling cars than owning car dealerships. But who makes the most money? The car dealership owner than the car salesman, right? So obviously you want to build a team and recruiting is a skill set that is way more lucrative than just getting customers. However, if you're recruiting people and all they're trying to do is what you're doing, you're going to have a, a shell of a business. And this is why it's kind of like a, a real estate company, an insurance agency. If all the realtors are recruiting other realtors and nobody's actually selling a damn house, how much money is everyone making? Right. So when we flipped it, we're like, you know what? Let's just teach people how to get customers. Let's teach them how to get three, four, five, ten, fifteen 10, 15 customers. Yeah, we want them to recruit, but we know the reality. Most humans don't want to start a business. Most people though will buy a product that helps them lose weight, feel great, look younger, eliminate harmful toxins. From the products they're currently using, yeah. like their dish soap, their laundry detergent, and that's why Amway is so big, right? Yep. That's why Herbalife is so big. Like these companies, they're not really selling products that like you can't get elsewhere, right? right with different brands, but it's the culture, it's the personal development, it's the relationships, yep. right? And you also have to have a model where the customer has to get a benefit. It can't just be oh, well, I'm just gonna buy this product so that I can make money selling it. That's a distributor mindset, right? right, right. That's what you and I are interested in. And yeah. because you and I are that type of personality, where we wanna talk business, we wanna talk numbers, we wanna make money, we assume everybody's like us. Right. And believe me, we will attract a lot of people like us. Sure. I had 5,000 active distributors Jeez. last month that produced 3.9 million.
0: That's so, crazy, dude.
1: As many people as we have, and it's, that's actually not that big of a team. I mean, there's teams out there that have 50,000 distributors, hundred thousand distributors, but they don't do as much revenue. In some cases my team does because my team focuses on customers first and recruiting second. And it's just funny because people will say, wow, you know, I want leverage. I want to recruit and build a team. And I'm like, yeah, but if your whole team is doing what you're doing and nobody's getting customers. This is why people call it a pyramid scheme.
0: <laughs> right. So, so, so your focus is on—I mean, you're saying customers, but but behind the customers, it, obviously, it's your focus is on the product and what it does.
1: Well, Yeah. I mean, if you don't have—if you first of all, if you don't have a product that actually works yeah. or a product that real customers want, you don't have a business anyway. I mean, right. Obviously, I, I assume any decent network marketing company or network marketer yeah. is selling a product that freaking works that people want. Yeah. Because if you have a product and then, and, you know, I love the network marketer that goes, oh, our product sells itself. It's like, well, that's the case. Why do they need us?
0: <laughs> right, exactly. But uh, so, so yeah, if you don't have a, a product, then like you're entering Bernie Madoff territory. <laughs> right. Like, so, so, um, <laughs> so your focus is on, the then your focus is, has it went from the the traditional mindset of get distributors in to let's just talk about the product, get customers, and, and then those customers, you know, via osmosis we're gonna end up with distributors.
1: Well, so, so here's here's the thing. And this is hard for traditional business owners to comprehend. Like network marketing is a very unique model. Sure. Because network marketing is mostly comprised of part-timers. Some timers, right? Do <laughs> it sometime, right? Uh, uh, people that are building uh, a business around a full-time job, around a busy life. Yeah. But it's easier for them to make a sale here and there. So, so if someone's say, "Well, John, what do you focus on, and what do you teach your team to focus on?" Those are two different things. Right. I'm obviously looking to recruit. Like my focus yeah. is not to go sell some liquid collagen. My right. focus is not to go sell our our award-winning weight loss product. My focus is not to go sell our, our happy coffee, right? Like we right. have all these products that are freaking amazing, but my goal isn't like, let me get on Facebook today and find some people who wanna buy my products. Right. However, from a duplication standpoint, if someone's brand new, they're a school teacher, Yeah. right? They're a corporate executive, they're a realtor, they're just starting their business. I will say that it kind of also depends on the person and their sphere of influence. If I bring in an entrepreneurial person, they'll have a lot more success recruiting than the average person that's never been in business before. But the majority of humans out there, especially as your business gets really large and you've got people that are 10, 20, 30, 50 levels removed from you that you don't even know, I want to know that that person that's brand new has a system to plug into. Right, and that they know what to focus on. They know what to post on social media. They And I'm not just saying we give them this one thing to post, we give them a plethora of options like, here's how you create curiosity on social media. Here's how you can do a Facebook Live. Here's example posts of what works on social media. Here's example launch videos yeah. of how other people launch their business. Here's scripts and PDFs and a daily method of operation and trackers and everything they need simple bite-sized training, simple systems and steps to success so that someone 50 levels removed from you in a different city, state, country, maybe even speaks a different language can plug in and have success and not need you to right. hold their hand or be super involved. And that's, that's where network marketing is very different because what I do is different than what the brand new person will do that is just trying to you know build a business again on a part-time basis
0: right right so it sound, <clears throat> sounds like you've simplified it because i i, I know that you know I, i've been involved in in some companies that like y- you get you get all this stuff in the mail like you can't even lift the box it's so heavy of of, of study material and it's <laughs> like dude how the hell am I supposed to have the time to read all this stuff? You mean I have to read all this to be able to succeed? And and, and that's where I think, and, and 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 again, you know, I think that that there's very simple processes that, that can, and it sounds like you're doing that.
1: Well, the easiest system in the world that we found that duplicates is ATM, ad tag message. Anybody that, followed me, that follows me knows this is the thing I talk about more than anybody on the planet because We were already doing it before we even came up with the system's name. Basically in 2014, it might even 2013. So I was with one company for seven years, left that company in 2013, started building a new business that I was really excited about. And we had a team Facebook group. It's the first time we ever had a team Facebook group. In fact, I think somebody else set it up that was on my team. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, this is kind of cool. We'll just add everybody in here when they join. And then I'm like, you know what, Ken? I learned a long time ago, expose involve upgrade from I think it was Danny Johnson was the first person i ever heard saying. Yeah. Expose involve upgrade. So you expose them to your product or your opportunity. Yeah. You get them involved, have them come to a Saturday training, have them get on a team training call, have them meet other people. Now they're involved. And then you upgrade them. So you get them from being interested to committed. You get them from being a customer to a distributor. Right. So I'm like, how can we get them involved online? Let's just add them to our team Facebook group because here's what here was my mindset. Back in the day when I did home meetings, we called them PBRs, private business receptions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, dude, I'll never go back to doing that, dude. But back in the day, that you only know what you know, and that's all we knew. So we were doing home meetings, and what we would do is all week long, we're doing these PBRs, and we're pushing them to a weekly Saturday training. Yeah, All week long, the only thing we cared about was, if you join, you come to Saturday training. You're thinking about joining, you come to Saturday training. Yeah. So online is different, right? You don't have this like, you know, one location where everybody's joining and can get together We have people all over. So we started adding people to our team Facebook group because I'm like, look, if they join, they're going to be in the team training group anyway. So why not add them now? Yeah. So that way they can see what it's like to be a part of the team before they're even on the team. Wow! And that started working. And I remember I'll never forget this dude, Brian Humphrey, he hits me up on messenger and he's like, Hey man, I'm ready. I'm like, you're ready. He's like, yeah, dude, I'm ready to join the team. I'm like, sweet. I'm like, I'm not even posting anything publicly. Like I forgot that I added him to our team Facebook group six months prior and he'd been watching the whole time. He sees the recognition, he sees the promotions, the success, the growth, how many people are loving the company, he's like, dude, I'm ready. The timing's better, I'm ready to go. Because the problem is if we're posting about our company all the time on social media, that comes across as being a little bit of an infomercial. A little spammy Stanley. And I'm not saying it's bad. If it's working for you, go for it. But what I found from a duplication standpoint, if I'm posting about my company all the time, and I'm with ABC company, and I'm promoting it all the time, I'm gonna turn off a lot of my warm market. And the problem is my downline is now doing it because they're gonna post what I'm posting, they're gonna do what I do. And if they're posting that same way, their warm market's gonna blow them out of the water. Like, Carol, what are you doing? Right. But like, are you in some pyramid scheme, Carol? They're going to talk Carol right out of it, yeah. instead of Carol creating curiosity and leveraging social media the right way to promote her business or product without saying the name of it publicly. Yeah. Then what you do with ATM. You add this person into a group, you tag them in a video or a post that explains the product or the business, and you send a follow-up message, hey, you know, I added you to the group. You have to accept the invite. That's the new step now. You gotta accept the invite. Yeah. Um, but you start with this this pin post, this announcements post. I can tag you in it if you want, but it's right here at the top of the news feed. There's a couple introduction videos yeah. that'll explain what you need to know about the products of business. And then uh, you know, I'll follow up with you. Or can you watch them tonight or tomorrow morning? When's the yeah. best time?
0: Yeah. And so that's what you're teaching. And 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 you know, back up just a little bit, though, because now you're talking about your six figure months. <clears throat> Let's talk about when you and, and Nadia had a baby and you now you said you were out in network marketing and, and did, were you both just in the mortgage business for a couple oh, of yeah. years?
1: Oh, we, yeah. We, we were just crushing it with mortgages. And I mean, then, I'm making and 100. You, I'm making 100 calls a day. Like, that's all yeah. I wanted to do.
0: And so you got out of out of that. I, I'm gonna assume right right around the crash, probably. Yeah. It was,
1: well, it wasn't just the crash, because you know when you're in mortgages, yeah, it's crashing. But you know everybody's got like, okay, now we're gonna focus on this or yeah, this right, is the right, new right. angle. Right. There was always like a new angle. So sure. I, looking back, it, it was a crash. But while you're in it, man, it's hard to you know it's hard to tell that you're actually in a crash. Like yeah. you know the rates are going up. The thing that turned me off, remember what I said at the beginning, I hated school, I hated studying, I hated all that stuff, Tests. all because I'm always like, this is bullshit, what do I need to know this for, right, (laughs) Right. why do I need to know what happened in 1842, I don't care, right, Right? like, why do I need to know geometry and A plus X equals Z, like, I don't give, like, I don't care, I don't care about (laughs) any of it, does that pay my bills, right, and it's funny, they don't teach you credit, they don't teach you, you know, the importance of, like, owning a home and and all these things, anyway, I
0: digress, right,
1: So it was them telling me I'd have to get a license. They said you're going to have to get a license. This is the new law. Yeah. All mortgage bankers are going to have to study, take a test, get an actual license yeah. to be a mortgage banker because back then, man, you'd be the wild wild west. Anybody could sell mortgages like and there right. was like straight up like criminals like I can't get a job anywhere else cuz I'm a criminal, but I can sell I can I can sell money. Crazy, right?
0: <laughs> right.
1: And then on top of that, you got <clears throat> borrowers out there that have, you know, uh, the, 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 Nina loan, right? No income, no assets. Yep. Yeah.
0: But you got yeah. good credit. Here's, yeah. here's a loan. And if Shoot. you don't pay it, we'll take your house. The, they, dude, they were doing the, what is, what was the one NQN non-qualifying, non, um, Something loans. I remember I I was in my mid twenties and bought this humongous house. They didn't even ask for proof of income or anything. I was like cool. Well they had they
1: had the negative amateurization loan, dude. That was brutal. Uh, like literally over time yeah. they put the interest on the back of the loan, but your payments <laughs> are super low. So yeah. you don't care. It's yeah. like, hey, I get you a two percent loan. We're just gonna we're gonna uh, defer all the interest. You pay that later on in life. You know you'll die one day anyway. And you just, <laughs> the bank will take over your house. And they're like, all right. I mean, was, dude. dude, I know. Anyway, I, I know. anyway the bottom the bottom line is when they said you got to get a license. Yeah. And actually, and I I didn't even talk about this personal. You know, sometimes man, you got to like really like refresh the brain. But there was actually more to it. So New Year's Eve day, one of my best friends committed suicide, oh. and that was that was 2007 the last day of 2007 so it was the night before it was like the last ravens game um he relapsed he went back to like you know doing heroin and stuff like that that night he was so depressed the next day he hadn't slept uh he went to work everybody said he was real quiet and then he just got up and left went home his mom came down because he was still living home with his parents which is part of the reason he was depressed he was Living home with his parents, no direction, no girlfriend, felt like a loser, because he would complain about it. Yeah. And, you know, you got guys like me, one of his best friends from high school, going off, having a baby, has a home, has a business. In his perspective, everybody's doing well but him. So his mom comes down from, you know, the laundry room and he runs upstairs, goes in his room, shoots himself. And that day, I quit drinking. And it wasn't like I had a drinking every day problem. Yeah. But I would I would black out on the weekends. And him and I used to talk about like, you know, one day we need to quit drinking because we're just bad drunk. So we get in fist fights, we get in trouble, we make horrendous decisions. Yeah. I always said that weed is not the gateway drug. With weed, I would fall asleep. Like yeah. back when I, was, when I first smoked weed, back when I was younger, and I don't smoke yeah. it now, I can't stand it, but I would fall asleep. So to me, I'm like, this isn't exciting. What got me in trouble, Ken, was alcohol. So yeah. when my yep. dad died of a heart attack, I quit smoking. When Jeremy died of suicide, basically drugs, alcohol, whatever, um, I quit drinking and I haven't drank since. So I've been sober since 2008. Wow. And that was also when I decided, you know what? I'm done with mortgages, man. It's stressful. I've been doing this network marketing thing on and off for, for, you know, seven years now. And I'm just ready. Like I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. And it was, it was, uh, May of 2008. I started recruiting a players, business owners, entrepreneurs. I will never forget it. It was five months after Jeremy had died, five months after I quit drinking, I recruited Jeff Aaron. And Jeff Aaron was the first really good dude I recruited. He was a real estate appraiser. He brought in a lawyer. He brought in another business owner, construction guy. Uh, He brought in all these amazing people. And it was funny, Ken, because um, I remember living south of Baltimore and Jeff lived like 40 minutes north of Baltimore. And I'm like, dude, am I really going to go do a home meeting 45 minutes from my home in some city called Taney town? And <laughs> I go do this meeting. And there's all these business owners there. and We sign up nobody on the spot, but Jeff is such a hammer like me that he's literally closing everybody over the next few days. He has a couple more meetings and all of a sudden my business started taking off and wow. I started making more money in network marketing than I'd ever made before. That was my first year making six figures in network marketing and, uh, you know, we, just basically went all in for five years, building our business, doing home meetings, 6.30, 8.30 every night, weekly Saturday trainings. So it's five years full time. And after five years, man, I had worked so hard, 100 hours a week, basically every week, never home with my family, out every night. And that's when I was like, either A, I'm going back to mortgages, or B, I'm gonna figure out how to build a business from home. And the best way to build a business from home is to do it online. And that was 2013. Yeah.
0: So you have um, obviously made millions of dollars now in in network marketing, um, and and I'm assuming along the way because it's it's impossible to get to that level in life typically unless you're you're helping other people. That's um, it. You have to. Yeah. So I, I'm sure you've you've made a lot of other people helped a lot of other people become wealthy and, and successful in network marketing as well.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the key, right? I mean, yeah. anybody that's having success in in really any line of work, like the line of work that we're in, right? Yeah, like yeah. coaching. If you have a coaching and training business,
0: yeah.
1: business is going to get really big by helping a lot of other people succeed and win. Yeah, and it's it's the same thing in network marketing. In fact, this is again this goes back to what I was saying before: is that yes, I have a lot of people that make a lot of money, but I also have a lot more people that make a little bit of money. Right, and that's the key. It's if if I can help. of my team make 500 a month to 1,000 a month. Now, that wouldn't excite you and me, but you know what? We all start somewhere. So, those people that are making 500 to 1,000 a month this year, and maybe even next year, and maybe even the year after that, eventually they'll get to 3,000 a month. Eventually they'll get to 6,000 a month. The problem with network marketing is that it it doesn't happen instantaneously. And this is the freaking problem with people, especially Americans. They're so damn impatient. They're like, I've been doing this six months and not rich. I'm like, were you getting rich doing what you were doing before? Right. Like, well, no. I'm like, dude, dude, you've been doing the same job for twenty years. You ain't rich. Right. Six months in network marketing, your expectation is way off right now. That's why Tony. How many times have we all heard Tony Robbins? If we know, everybody knows Tony Robbins for the most part, if they're yep. in our states.
0: Yeah. How many times have
1: you heard him exchange your expectations for appreciation?
0: Yep amen that's right i actually listened to tony robbins um if you get a chance mike tyson has a podcast and a new a new podcast and and tony was on it he i think it was yesterday he released it was mike
1: interviewing tony
0: it was incredible blew me what? away i listened to it while i was working out man i was like i was cracking up i'm walking and running outside in my neighborhood and And i'm literally cracking up (laughs) it is so funny dude you gotta go watch it but anyway
1: is it is it funny because mike asks really interesting questions uh,
0: yes and and some of tony's responses mike tyson's actually a pretty smart guy i I, i've been pretty impressed grant cardone was on there too a couple months ago yeah wow yeah man it's called it's called hot box and box and podcast. Most of the time, Mike's sitting in there smoking weed. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but anyway. So, so um, you know, I, I think that it's important that because look, you're 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 you, you know, you told me what you made last month, and and it's mind blowing that, that you know. I mean, I know some people doing that that are doing very very well in network marketing uh, on your level. Um, but it's 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 almost an anomaly. Like there are a lot of people, but in comparison to the numbers, there's not that many that that hit your levels. Well,
1: and, that's but that's in every industry, right? Right. Like in the mortgage yeah. in the mortgage industry, yes, there was only there was only maybe ten of us that would compete right. to be the number one loan officer every month. Everybody right. else, and, and it was so obvious why. I mean, I'll never forget. So so. I would always have a headpiece in, right? When I was in mortgages, I always have a headpiece in. Yeah. And I'd be going to the bathroom and I'm talking on the phone to a to a client, right? Yeah. Literally my headpiece. In. And people are trying to talk to me. And I'm like, dude, I'm on the phone. I'm a, <laughs> I would have a buddy come in and he's he's flipping the football up and down. This buddy, this, this guy, Luke. Luke, <laughs> they call his last name was Seeger, and they called him six figure Seeger. And he was always so funny, man. He's always having a good time. He's always messing around in the in the office. And and I I thought that was cool, but that's not me, man. Like I'm here to make money. Right. You know? And he'd be like, John, how are you killing it? I'm like, dude, I made more phone calls yesterday than you made all week. Right. You know? So it's just, most people are, are going to just do their thing. They're going to do it when it's convenient. They're going to, they're, they they don't have a burning desire. They're not that hungry. They're not that focused. Right. So that's fine. Look, if you're cool with making 50,000 a year, you're happy. Great. I wasn't, I wasn't content with that. Like, I don't like mediocrity. I don't like being broke. I don't like having a budget. I don't like limitations, yeah. but at the same time, at the same time, with that being said, I also know I'm in a season in my life where my kids are a certain age. And that's why for me, it's like, I wanted to get rich. I want to make a lot of money. I didn't need to make hundred grand a month or 200 grand a month. I didn't need to make that, but I wanted to make a lot of money, but I also wanted to be a dad yeah. and go to my son's baseball games and hang out with my daughter and obviously spend time with my wife. The difference with me and my wife though, we have an advantage because Nadia and I do work together and we get to have fun and travel and do all these things. We speak on stage together. Like typically if I'm asked to speak on stage, I'm like, oh, you meant me and Nadia. They're like, yeah. oh oh yeah, yeah, both of you. Because Well dude,
0: I, I, I almost I, said, let's get both of you. And I know she's in the well, room.
1: We can't, we, yeah, we can't do, interviews are brutal because one of us is just sitting there like, oh my gosh. <laughs> But on stage it's different. On stage right, it's definitely right. different. Yeah, but, and, and um, that's
0: that's one of the things I wanted to bring up about you is you guys yeah. do you speak all over the world, right? You've you've been everywhere.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I, all over the world. I mean mostly the US, right? Oh, okay, so most okay. I mean, I have spoken to Toronto. We have spoken the Netherlands a couple of times. Yeah. But mostly US. Okay. And uh you know, we do like it. Uh we don't love it. It we're not like some of these people are like i want to speak on stages all over the world i'm going to you know be on an airplane every week like that's if my kids were grown and out of the house maybe maybe yeah. i'd be interested in that, but that that's not my passion my passion is not to be on stages and on airplanes all the time my passion is to build businesses yeah. and do it virtually and do it online and look we're all we're all wired differently right like sure. what grant wants to do is is very impressive yeah. he's very good at what he does um, you know, but to me, it's like to have a 30,000 person event, like there's nothing about that that sounds appealing to me, Right. but maybe, maybe when I'm, you know, further along in my business career, maybe that will be interesting to me. Like Gary Vee, Gary V. works way too much yep. to me. That dude is a workaholic and he loves it and he's happy and that's what he wants to do. But I, I feel bad for his kids because there's no way he spends that much quality time with them. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe he spends more quality time with his kids than, than most dads do, but to me, it's like if you're out every night till midnight during the week, even if you're with them on the weekends, that's still, that's five out of seven days you don't see your children except maybe in the early morning. Yeah. So for me, yeah. I want to see my kids every day. I want to be with my kids every day, but I also want to be with my business every day. So it's just like, you know, what I'm focused on uh, hour to hour, day to day. And, you know, like today's Friday. Yep. We call it Friday fun day. So like on a Friday we'll do something fun. Last night I was at Sky Zone with my son playing trampoline dodgeball for 2 hours, right? Wow. I'm at all his travel baseball games. Like I want to be able to build my whole damn business from this device. If I can't make 6 or 7 figures from this device, yeah. Then there's something wrong with me.
0: Wow, dude, that's freaking awesome. So you kind of said it already. I ask everybody this question, but you kind of already answered it, I, but I'm going to I want you to hone it in a little bit if you can, and that is um, what do you think, and, and not just in network marketing, I, I'm talking about in life, what do you, th- because if you ask 100 people, do you want to be rich, would you like to be really stinking freaking wealthy, most of them are going to say, well, I mean, yeah, that'd be nice, right? Um, but we know that only one or two out of those 100 will actually ever get there, if that. So the question is, what do you think holds most people back?
1: Well, first of all, everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to die, right? right? So, yeah, sure, I would love to be rich, right? That's, that's the mentality. But they don't want to sacrifice what's convenient. They don't want to sacrifice their comfort. They don't want to sacrifice uh, popularity. Like, most people are too worried about what other people think. Uh, they don't have faith that if they go all in that things will work and I get that right. And that's look, if you knew for a fact that you could sacrifice the next five to 10 years, building a business 50, 60, 70, maybe even a hundred hours a week, but you knew for a fact, 1000% that you would be a millionaire and never worry about money again, there would be zero chance that anybody would say no. Right. Like if some, if some billionaire said, listen, I'm gonna give you $10 million if for the next five years, you work a hundred hours a week, for the next five years, I'm gonna give you $10 million, you will never worry about money again. Guaranteed, but you gotta work hundred hours a week, or even 50 hours a week, whatever, it is. right? Right, right. Every single person would do it. There's yep. not one person that would be like, nope, I'm not gonna sacrifice five years. But with that being said, that's the problem, right? There is no guarantee. You might sacrifice five years and have nothing to show for it except a whole lot of experience. Right. Like. If someone would have told me it would take me seven years to make six figures in network marketing, um, I, I don't know if I would have pursued it, right? I don't know if I would have been as excited about it. Right. Because obviously you're hoping for it to happen sooner. Sure. And as mentors, as leaders, one of the things we always say is as a leader, your goal is to keep people in one more day. Keep them in one more day because eventually everybody has success right the only ones especially in network marketing i say this all the time you'll never meet a network marketing failure you will only meet a network marketing quitter they quit Mm. right oh network marketing doesn't work okay i mean what what does that even mean like what doesn't work i tried it like okay i know people went to college they didn't graduate does mean college doesn't work i know people joined the gym they didn't get in shape does that mean the gym doesn't work Right. I know people that did uh, real estate mortgages and all these things like that didn't right. work. They did because they didn't work. They didn't stick to it. Amen. But are there people making money in every single profession? My daughter has a YouTube channel and she got upset the other day. Cause she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm not getting that many views. I'm like monkey every single, I call her monkey, I'm like monkey every single YouTuber cause there's kids out there crushing it right on YouTube. But for every kid that's crushing it, there's probably thousands that started a YouTube channel. Yep. and are not crushing it and, and quit, right? Yep. They quit uploading videos because they're not getting results. And that's that's the hardest thing in the world. You're gonna have to give up some social status. Some of your friends and family are gonna make fun of you. Uh, you're gonna have maybe even close friends and family tell you you're working too much, you're working too hard. You know, they they don't want you to get your hopes up because they don't want you to get hurt. Right. And I appreciate, I appreciate that, I respect it. But yeah. if you don't have a solution for me, because I have this problem, right? not making enough money, I'm not happy at my job, I'm not happy with my business, my business owns me, whatever whatever that situation is, and I need a solution, which is why people join network marketing, they're doing it for a reason, yeah. right? They wanna replace their income, they wanna supplement their income, they wanna fire their boss, they wanna uh, retire their spouse, they wanna travel the world, they wanna do something. If you don't have a solution for me, you have an opinion, great, but you don't have a solution, shush, I don't need to hear, <laughs> Your opinion, like, do you have another way for me to be an amazing parent, work from home and make a fortune? Do you have another way for me to do that?
0: No, right.
1: what you, well, I don't need your opinion if you don't have a solution. Right. Show me another way to do it. Exactly. Well, I don't know another way. Then what are you doing? Like,
0: why <laughs> He said, shush. So so let, let me ask you, we're, I can't even believe, dude, we're at the end of this hour already, that's insane. So let me let me ask you this, and and you've been here. I mean, dude, I you know, as I built my business, I I, I had, I had my uh, uh, my SUV repossessed in front of a bunch of employees. That was an awesome day.
1: <laughs> Awkward. And,
0: <laughs> yeah. One of dude, my, one of my employees walks in my office. Uh, hey, uh, there's some dude looking in the windows of your 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 truck, and I'm like, well, tell him to get the hell out of there. What what are you yeah. doing, man? He's like, yeah, he's. He's blocking it with a tow truck. <laughs> I'm like, shit. But you know, so so the guy or gal that, that is is, you know, and I ask this question of every guest. The guy or gal that's that's sitting there, they're broke as hell. Maybe their car was repossessed recently, their electric's getting shut off tomorrow, they 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 they're, they're being evicted, they you know, everything is falling apart and they just can't figure it out. This is a show about hope. What do you say to that person if they call you up and they they tell you that story? Like, it's all falling apart, I can't figure it out, man. What am I doing wrong? What do you say to them, man, to give them hope?
1: Well, it, it's tough because it, you know, again, when you're in it, right? Like I got sued by a company for two and a half million dollars. That was a shitty 18 months. Wow. Um I lost money in real estate. I lost money in Bitcoin. I lost money in all kinds of things. I mean, I had, I had my, uh, I had multiple houses that got foreclosed on because I invested when everybody else was going on vacations and buying fancy suits and nice cars back in the, the, you know, 2006, seven, eight, nine range. um, I was investing my money in real estate. I wanted to be smart. I don't want to be like all those knuckleheads. I'm like, I'm not gonna lose all my money, waste all my money on all that stupid stuff right. and invest in real estate. And of course I bought high and sold low and I lost over a million dollars in real estate. Like I get it, man, it sucks. Like yeah. when you're in it, it's so hard to stay positive. Yeah, and and stay focused. And you know, I was watching um, that that movie. It's not that old, but it's kind of old. It's a Happiness or whatever with Will Smith.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, like, the yeah,
1: like, he's like homeless. Yeah, he's having to live in shelters. And the worst part is he has a little boy. Yeah, right. That he's yep. taking care. of He doesn't want to lose his little boy, obviously. And then he's like. You know, working this internship for months just to get the one job to be the, the stockbroker or whatever. For free.
0: He worked that for free.
1: Yeah, he's an intern. That's what I said, yeah, right? Yeah. And the, the chances of him getting that job are like almost zero. Um, yeah. So he had to study, get good at something, be all positive with clients, go out there and network and socialize. Meanwhile, he's a homeless person. So as yeah. bad as you might have it, it's unlikely you have it as bad as him and he made it work, right? Yeah. Or how about, or how about, again, it's, it's it's like, I don't want to go on like some rant about this, but it's like, dude, we live in America. At least we live in America. I mean, if you were in that situation in Russia, where my wife is from, right. like, there is no opportunity there. Like you're, unless you're, unless you have like connections with the mob or the government, like you can't get rich or start a business, right? right. Like right. Nadia's like, if you have a nice car in Russia, someone's just gonna take it from you, right? Like you, you literally like, I mean, think about it, like, living in some of these these third world countries right where they don't have electricity they don't have clean running water like there's starvation around the world i mean i know we've got it bad but at least you were born with five fingers and five toes and you got your health and you got your abilities i mean it's you know sure things are tough but it could always be worse could always be much much worse yeah and you know, at least you're in America. Most of the people probably watching this are in America, or at least in a country where there is opportunity. You just got to get better, man. And, and you know, it, it's tough to hear this, but I'd rather shoot someone straight than, yep. than, 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 you know, sugarcoat it. But it's like, nobody cares, man. We'll work harder. Like, we all have stuff. Yep. It's like, we care, but don't go out there complaining about it. Because honestly, at the end of the day, you complain to someone else. Most of the people you complain to, They probably like, I'm glad that's not happening to me. Like, they feel bad. (laughs) That's right. Some of them feel bad, but most of them are like, I'm glad that's not happening to me. It's like, it's, and and we all go through it, right? We all have those seasons where, you know, we're going to deal with adversity and struggle. And you just have a choice. Like, am I going to succumb to this and feel like sorry for myself and make excuses? Or am I going to say, you know what? I'm losing my car. I'm behind on my my bills, behind on my promises. Like, I'm not where I want to be. Like, it's time to step it up, man. Like, I'm going to have to work harder, work on myself, read those personal development books that I've been, you know,
0: putting been off. sitting
1: on the shelf. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I need to start doing videos Been putting it off. Yep. I need a prospect. I mean, this is what I like about network marketing. It's so simple, right? Like, other businesses are too complicated. It's hard for me to coach yeah. someone because I don't even – I'd have to understand their entire business, which right. is why I don't do, do that typically. Network marketing is easy. It's like go talk to more humans. Go talk to more people. How many right. people did you talk to today about your business? Like, well, you know, today's been busy. Like, so what's the answer? Well, you <laughs> right. Know, I, just, I, I I uh followed up with some people. What's right. the answer? Right. None. No one. Right. That's why you're broke. That's you're right. To no one. How can you sell something if you're talking to zero people? That's About right. what you sell or the same people. Like I just keep following up with the same people. Like why? Because you're afraid to get rejected by other people. So it's easier to keep following up with the same people. So these are like, to me, these are like basic common sense things, but they're actually not that common sense. Common sense to me is not common knowledge to everybody else. Right. So it's talking to new people, working on yourself, putting yourself out there, creating content, right? If you follow Grant Cardone, like there's nobody that talks more about creating content or puts out more content than him. Right. Gary Vee, same thing. And it's, yep. it's you know, find better mentors, work on yourself, stay consistent. Somehow, some way, when you're going through a tough time, you gotta stay positive and realize that your struggle, that success story you're creating, Yeah, it You're going through that rough chapter, but it's going to motivate and inspire other people later when you can say, hey, man, I get it. Here's what happened to me, and here's how I overcame it. And I promise you, if you keep going and you keep improving, you will get on the other side of Success Mountain and look back and go, man, that was brutal, but hey, I made it, and it was all meant to be. And it's funny because, again, when you're going through the struggle, it sucks. But once you get you get to that other side of it and you're on the side of like profits and business growth and momentum, you look back and you go, I see why it took so long. I see why it was so hard because I would not have appreciated this as much if it was super easy. Right. And the path of least resistance will never make you proud. So once you get there and you start creating all that growth and success, you're gonna be so grateful for what you've created because you know how hard it was to get there.
0: Yep, dude, I'm telling. Like, y- you just nailed it. You nailed. It. That's that's the key. It's it's stop. I've said it a million times. Stop looking for comfort. Look to accept right. the discomfort and and learn how to grow from it in that moment. Because you can't. You're right. Like, if I handed somebody ten million dollars right now, said, "Here, dude. I know you're broke as hell, homeless." Um, can't figure it out, but here's ten million dollars. Um, go fix your life. Like most ninety nine point nine 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 percent are going to be busted, broke, three years from now, back back right. to back to homeless. So it's literally about learning exactly what you said. Like gro- there's this growth that occurs along the way, and yeah. and, and that's what it's about.
1: So. And it's it's, it's painful. Right? It is it's uncomfortable, but that's 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 the key to, to, to winning. I mean, there's, there's, there's no overnight success stories. When you see someone growing fast, you don't know the full story, right? You don't, you, you, you only know them in their winning season. Y'all didn't know me in my losing season, right? Some people do, but most of my followers, they like, Oh, you and Adi are so good. I'm like, dude, we've been doing this 17 years. Like think about where you were 17 years ago. Like you do something that long, of course you're going to be good at it. Of course it's easy for you to talk about it and it rolls off the tongue and it's, it's, it's just having that blind faith sometimes.
0: Yeah. I had, I had, uh, Andy Frasilla on the show a couple of, a couple of weeks ago and he's, you know, with first form CEO and he's doing three, 400 million a year now. And, and he's like, he, on his, his Instagram stories the other day, he said, uh, he's, he's showing people how his, his gates, the way his gates open to his I mean they've got an amazing home in in st. Louis and, he, and he's like I know you guys all think I'm being a douche and he's like but like you didn't know me when I was sleeping on a piss-stained mattress for 11 12 years in the back of back room of my store and like you know I mean that's what it's about there's no overnight and that's what people don't get you've got to go through the pain and the suffering to get to the glory yeah you just do
1: it's su- it sucks but it it's does. just like anything else it's like i like to compare it to sports right like yeah. sports is brutal yes because it is. you start having fun yeah you start to enjoy a sport you get kind of good at it other people tell you you're good at it yep. but as you move up right my son is experiencing this like he had to really step it up the last two years now he is the leadoff hitter He is one of their better pitchers. Like he's gotten really good over the last two years, but he barely made that team. And he started out being the last guy in the lineup. Right? He started out being the guy that like kind of shares playing time. And he worked his way up. It worked his way up. And now he's one of their better players. But you know what? They just brought on more kids. And they're going to continue to get better. And he's going to high school next year. And then, you know, four years of high school. Then you go to college. And it's like at some point, you're going to meet your match. Yep. And it's like it gives me chills because it's like At some point you're gonna meet the person that's been training all their life and they've been working just as hard as you and they're just as talented as you. In fact, they might be more talented. They might be more of a physical specimen than you. And you're gonna come up against them. And it's Hmm. gonna be either you get that position or they get that position. And you know what? We're gonna find out what you were made of because for the last 10, 15, 20 years, you've been working hard and so have they. And somebody's gonna get that position. Yeah. And, and it's just a reality, right? And even the Hall of Famers, even the best players in the world, at some point they get old and they can't play anymore, yep. right? So you just have to realize that there's there's going to be a winning season, but there's also got to be a losing season. Nobody wins forever, right? The Golden State right. Warriors ain't going to win the championship next year, right? right. There's right. going to be a losing season. So just, you know what? Embrace the suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah do your best to stay positive. And at some point, you know, you're, you're going to capitalize on everything you're working on. And the beauty with business, this is why I love being in business. Yeah. You you can always evolve. You can always improve. You can always improvise. You can always pivot. You can always, you can always get better in sports. I mean, let's be honest, man, you and me, we're never going to play in the NBA. We never (laughs) had a chance. We can't dunk it doesn't matter how long we work out, how hard we—we we ain't never gonna dunk a basketball and outplay Shaquille O'Neal. But in business, in business, that's a different deal, man. Anybody can win.
0: Dude, you just crushed my freaking dreams. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was looking forward to taking on Shaquille. So no, dude, you're you're a thousand percent right. And and I I think that that um, people do need to learn how to embrace the suck. Somebody else says that. Who else says that? I've heard somebody I've heard, else say been that around
1: a while. That's one of those. There's so many little quotes. Yeah, out yeah, there yeah. For so long, right?
0: It's. That's, that's, I can't remember
1: who's the first one to. to
0: right. Say it. Well, nonetheless, you're thousand percent right, and and this this has been golden. Man, I I I'm telling you, I'm surprised that that I haven't seen a lot more people on here. Um, but I'm sure we're gonna have a ridiculous amount of replay viewers, and this will be up on iTunes later on tonight. So. Um, You know, look I appreciate you being on today, taking time out of your schedule. I know you're really not that busy. You've got a huge team doing all your stuff for you now. <laughs> I love it, dude. That's freaking awesome. You're the you're like the you and Nadia. And if she's still around and wants to pop on and introduce herself, I'd love
1: that. Oh no, she left. Oh, she, did she? She's somewhere. Yeah.
0: But you know, you guys are are literally the you're the the story that everybody is is in network marketing, especially that you're the story that everybody's working for. That's what they, they want. Right. Um, and I think that your point is like, just keep going. Yeah. Don't give up. Like faith until you make it right. (laughs) Faith it.
1: Faith it till you make it. Love it,
0: dude. I love it. Awesome. Well, Hey man, thank you. I really appreciate you coming on taking the time, bro.
1: Sure. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me.
0: You rock. And everybody, thank you guys. Everyone who shared this out, you guys rock. You absolutely rock. So thank you, and we'll see you guys soon. John, hang on real quick for me. We'll see you guys later. Have a great day. Thanks, John.